0: hey 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 everybody this is gabriel here with the og sports podcast and today is a special day because we're talking about my favorite sport and we're only talking about that sport it's gonna be baseball yep that's my number one sport i've loved it ever since i was a kid you could hear me ramble and ramble about it talking my parents ears off talking my uncle's ears off random people's ears off at the padre games i love this game and i'm gonna hear i'm here to share it with you guys with the knowledge that i have and of course i'm I would be happy to hear from you guys. But today today is a special episode cuz we're going to be talking about underappreciated baseball players and we're going to first start with the hitters. So, I've compiled a list here of some of the hitters that I believe deserve a little more recognition or a little more breakdown, and I'll give some reasons why they obviously haven't gotten that recognition whether it be the new style of baseball where just for some ba- for background, back in the day when I played, striking out was probably the most embarrassing thing you could do. It's just you went back to the dugout feeling like that you, wanted the, you wanted the earth to swallow you. It was just a horrible feeling. Nowadays, striking out isn't that big a deal, and that could be attributed to pitchers just throwing 100 miles an hour. Every other one is throwing 100 miles an hour, or before they crack down on some says we'll, we'll talk about that more in depth at a later time, but that is, is, has inflated the strikeout so much that players don't really care about it. Averages have gone down. They don't really care about that either. It's considered not the most important statistic to rate a player's ability. But I still, I still operate a little bit in the old school. I still, of course, take into account the new school. But we're going to talk about some hitters that I believe have kind of, they kind of fit that mold of back in a few years earlier, maybe ten years earlier, even five years earlier, they'd be considered all stars. But nowadays, they don't really care. They're Now that no one cares about but they're just not going to get that recognition that other players are going to get. For example, you had Mike Zanino, who did hit a home run in the All-Star game, but he's hitting 196. You got 19 home runs, but he's hitting 196. So take that what you will. Of course, there's other statistics here that we can go in depth about on base percentage, how often you get on base, whether that be a walk, a hit by pitch, slugging, which is your ability to get doubles, triples, and home runs, which of course leads to more a better chance of getting a run scored, and then on-base plus slugging, which is, of course, just the two put together. And that's a good statistic, I believe, for a player. And we'll we'll go into depth about more defensive stuff later, but let's begin. Let's kick it off with a Philly, of all people, Gene Segura. Now, Gene Segura, he's from the Dominican Republic. He's been playing quite a while. He started his career back in 2012 with the Brewers. And ever since he's gotten to this league, he's, I've always known him as someone that can make contact with the baseball. He's a career 287 hitter. And this season, he's having a really good year. He's hitting 322. And I think it also has to do with the fact that the Phillies aren't that great a team this year. They've been kind of mediocre, despite having some star power like Bryce Harper or Reese Hoskins or all star catcher JT Real Muto. But for the most part, he's having an incredible season. He's hitting 322, like I said. 371 on-base percentage, 456 slugging, and with only four home runs, that means he's doubling a lot. He's he's got three triples on the year. He's he's only struck out 39 times, which means he puts the bat on the ball. And of course, he plays second base. It, eh, he can be he can be a little erratic at second base, but you will take someone a second baseman that hits that well any day of the week. And I personally believe that he does deserve a little bit more love, especially with him. Doing the things that he hasn't normally done, which is slugging. I think his best slugging year was 4.99, And that was back when he was a monster for a really mediocre Diamondbacks team back in 2016. But he clearly has figured it out this season again. And I think he's going to continue to put up big numbers for that team. Uh, next we have, yes, we are going to feature some of the Astros. Of course, I do not support the Astros in the sense that I do believe, I. we all know they cheated back in 2017. We're not going to hash that out on these players. They've had really a really good season. And one of those players who embodies that at the most is definitely Yuli Guriel. Now, Yuli Guriel has actually started his career at age 32, which I think is quite impressive in its own right. He came from Cuba, along with his brother, Lourdes Guriel Jr. Lourdes is, uh, plays for the Blue Jays, and he's a really good player in his own right. He's got a cannon. Now, Yuli, he plays first base and a little bit of third, but definitely mostly first base for this team. And before a mini slump that I think personally cost him an all-star spot... He was hitting 337 and then he's now he's still hitting 313, which is incredible for a first baseman. And he's got 54 RBIs. He's slugging 472. He's got an 850 OPS. The big problem right now is that he doesn't have that many home runs. He only has 10 home runs on the year, and as a first baseman, I think that kills him kind of like the Keith Hernandez effect back in the 80s, but even worse now that it's the 2020s and you're expected to hit a home run every other pitch. And look at that. He's got only got what do you know? Only 34 strikeouts. Someone that does not strike out that much. And 36 walks in. 30, yeah, he's got more walks than strikeouts. 36 walks to 34 strikeouts. He's got an on base 377, like I said. And 10 sack flies. That's a little stat right there, but that's productive outs right there. And that's somebody that puts the bat on the ball. Someone that deserves a lot more love, in my opinion. Now, here's someone that kind of a little bit mourned for their glove, but definitely hitting really well this season, a lot better than their career average. That's going to be J.P. Crawford. Now, J.P. Crawford, he's a shortstop for the Seattle Mariners. And the Seattle Mariners, who haven't, haven't made the playoffs since 2001, they're, they're over 500. they They've been playing really good ball, and a lot of that can be attributed to this man right here. Crawford has a war, so that's wins above replacement. Basically, if you were replaced, is how many wins you would get compared to them if they replaced at your position interesting statistic but it is a really good statistic at times for determining how good you are and worth to your team he's got a 2.8 war which is better better than half the league easily and it's not only because he's hitting 279 which is way better than his career average of 246 but he's also he's a gold Glover he won the gold glove last year he's playing really good defense this year for a team that really needs the best defense they can get from a position like that and if he continues hitting like this he hit 300 for the month of June. This team could go places. Of course, it's very tough with the Astros and Athletics in the same division, but you can definitely attribute a lot of success to JP Crawford. Uh, next, we're gonna have someone that embodies the doesn't want to change who he is for anybody. David Fletcher. He's on a 24-game hitting streak right now. He is the he's a classic player, classic type of contact hitter. Someone who does not strike out often. Of course, you're gonna see a common theme about that. Only 37 strikeouts and 354 plate appearances. He's played 84 games, so of course, even with an injury, he's still played many games for the Angels side that really needs him, especially with Mike Trout out. And of course, you have Shohei, but you do need other players on that team. There's nine other guys, not including the bullpen. So you, you need a full 26 man roster. Now, back to Fletch. He's got he's hitting 309 this year. He's slugging 381, which is a little down because he only has two home runs, but Man, a guy that's got who's hitting three oh nine after struggling for a little bit of the season, he's on fire right now. And I do believe that he deserves a little bit of love. I think he's gonna finish around three twenty. I do believe he'll get his average around there. And he, he's a career two hundred ninety six hitter, so be on the lookout for a man to finish three with a career average around two ninety five. And let's see, we who do we have next? Now he's a huge trade candidate. We're gonna obviously have an episode highlighting some of the biggest trade targets for not just the San Diego Padres because that's my team, but also for around the league. Who needs what? Anybody could use a guy like Jonathan Scope right now, especially with the, his bat. He's on fire. He's he start look put in perspective. He was hitting one eighty five back in on May seventh, and now he's hitting two seventy seven with sixteen bombs. 52 RBIs. He's slugging 466. That will play for any team. He makes any ballpark look small. And I've liked the Kudaseyan ever since I saw him come into the league. I remember seeing him way back when, when he was on the, obviously still plays for the Kingdom of Netherlands on their World Baseball Classic teams. But he, he he's not too far removed from that All-Star season in 2017. He had 32 home runs and 105 105 RBIs, excuse me. And I I, to, I do believe that he can produce at that same level, especially with the way he's playing now. So look for him to get traded at any time. He will he will be on a contender by the end of this year. I'd be shocked if the Tigers hold on to him. They're not a terrible team, but they're definitely not going to the playoffs. So look for Jonathan Scope to be on a contender. Next we have Popeye or Tyler O'Neill from the St. Louis Cardinals. Go look at this man, the Canadian. That guy has the biggest arms you've ever seen. This guy is ridiculous. His physique makes no sense for a baseball player. He looks like a football player out there. But he's been playing like a great baseball player. He's got 15 home runs, 37 RBIs. He's slugging 546. He's slugging 546. The man has 15 home runs and 17 doubles. That That's a lot of extra base hits right there. Out of 63 hits, that's pretty much half of them going for extra bases. That will play really well. I was very surprised... That he did not make it to the All-Star game as the representative for the Cardinals, but that's not my decision. He will definitely continue this pace, I believe. And although the Cardinals aren't really going anywhere this year, he's definitely been a bright spot for them in many ways. Now we're gonna get to some two players that I believe that I really like, but maybe not have that much appeal. Of course, this is my personal opinion. This first, we're gonna start off with Miles Straw. Now, Miles Straw is not a great hitter. He's hitting 266 this season with a 680 OPS. So, what you would consider a light hitter or contact hitter. not Well, yeah, you consider him a contact hitter. Doesn't really get on base all too much. What really plays well is his defense because, my goodness, that man has some of the best, has played some of the best center field you've ever seen. I recommend you go watch him. He does not dive for a baseball because he just doesn't allow it. He's still. Yeah, I believe he still has. He's only made five errors in his entire career, and they were all four of them were at shortstop. So there you go. He does. He's made one error his entire life so far in the major leagues in center field, and he just catches everything. It's incredible. It's he doesn't have to dive for anything. He's got great speed, but it's not just the speed. It's the routes that you take to a ball because you can be super fast, but if you have a late break on a baseball, you're not going to get there. It's going to either bounce behind you or right in front of you. So if he can put it together at the plate, Miles Straw is definitely one of my players to look at in the future. Another Astro, of course, but to put away this team, he's definitely a player that could really, really take off if he puts that, glo- puts that bat with the glove. And rounding out today's episode, we have my, one of my personal favorite players, Big Harold Ramirez. Now, Harold Ramirez is a very strange player in the sense that he he does not... He swings at everything, and I mean everything... He doesn't strike out that much. He only has 29 strikeouts on the season, but he doesn't walk at all. He only has, I believe, he has nine walks on the year. So someone who's very a little impatient, but you can't deny a guy who's, hit, who's slugging 457. He's really held together that Cleveland Indians outfield considering how many injuries they've had, and he's definitely someone that you don't expect. He doesn't. You wouldn't expect him to survive in a league like this who just prioritizes getting on base and. Putting putting the ball in the seats, but clearly he's a guy that just wants to put the bat on the ball. Any opportunity he gets, he runs down the line hard. I would, it, he's got he's got great speed. He's in the ninety fourth percentile of speed. Doesn't have that great defense, but in terms of like I was just talking about with Miles Straw, he may have great sprint speed, but doesn't get that great of a jump to the ball. But clearly someone that loves the game and it's a pleasure to watch, but. That rounds out my underappreciated hitters. This is just my opinion, obviously. If I missed anybody, and I mean anybody, please do not hesitate to be like, hey, what about so-and-so? And And I'll talk about so-and-so. We can always revisit guys that you recommend. Of course, this is a public place that I want people to not be afraid to submit their questions, their players, their recommendations. We respect all critiques here. We take it as a a measure to get better and improve and hopefully become a better brand for you guys. Because this is your podcast as well as our podcast. We want to hear from you guys. So that was just the first of a three-part series, of course, because we're going to be covering the pitchers next week, starting pitchers, to be fair, because there's a lot of pitchers right now that we're, we're of course, going to look in uh, talk about the substances and which pitchers have done really well after it, because that's what really matters to me. But we're going to talk about all that in depth. But that was today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the OG Sports Podcast. Peace out.